Howdy, folks. It's holiday season, and just like Bigfoot, good gifts are hard to find. But don't worry, we got you covered. We sure do. Are you into cryptids and mysterious creatures? Yeah. Do you like cool apparel, decor, media, and more? Sure do. I'm being rhetorical. Cryptidcrate.com offers a monthly subscription box filled with various cryptozoology and paranormal-themed items to wear, display, and collect. Expect a carefully curated box filled with creeptastic pieces from indie makers and artisans pertaining to Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, ghosts, and many more. It's affordable, too. You can get the original Cryptid Crate box delivered to your door for $39.99 a month. Ooh, not bad. But what if I'm strapped for cash? Ain't a problem, because they also offer the Cryptid Crate Light Box for only $19.99 a month. If you missed a themed box from prior months, such as the Jersey Devil, Dogman, or Sasquatch, well, you can find them on sale at CryptidCrate.com as well, while supplies last anyway. Use the promo code TAILGATE for an additional 15% off the first month of your new subscription. That's T-A-L-E-G-A-T-E. Check out CryptidCrate.com for that perfect gift, or, you know, just treat yourself like we did. Now, on with the show. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. We inherited a truck from our late Granny May and discovered that the crystal hanging off the rearview mirror was more than just decorative. It's a dowsing pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. With that, I'm Harrison, the Florida man. And I'm Aaron, the cheesehead. And today we are part... Behind a food truck, for some reason. Hey, Florida man, what gives? I'll tell you what gives, Cheesehead. Our journey began in Florida, which is my home, and the Skunk Ape's home. And we've been cruising our way across the south. Yeah, it's been pretty neat seeing all the places you grew up around. Yeah, it's been a real comfort being surrounded by so much familiarity, but it got me thinking. You ain't got no such comforts. Yeah, this is true. So, before we get down to business, I'll tell you what we're drinking today, Cheesehead. Oh, what's that? Miller High Life, baby. Miller High Life, the official sponsor of Green Bay. (laughs) And the fun don't stop there. You see that food truck, buddy? I sure do. Read the sign. Uh, Olsen Farms fried cheese curds and such. Uh, This is amazing. And the fun don't stop there. Yeah, I really wish you hadn't said it like that. You're just being creepy now. You think I'm creepy? Just wait till I introduce our special guest. Traveling all the way from America's Dairyland, I present to you the Hodag! And a heck of a trip it was, believe you me. Holy fire! Hodag, is it... Is it really you? Straight out of Rhinelander. How's by you? Oh, what's fair and middling? How you feeling now, Cheesehead? Ah, feeling a whole lot better. Hodag, how'd you even get here? I can't imagine you on a plane. And Florida man, where on earth did you find a cheese curd food truck in the deep south? Oh, that's my food truck. I took it all the way down Big River Road. 
Yeah, but it says Olson's Farm. Of course it does. It's named after me, Hodag Olson. I own a dairy farm, don't you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, but before we get... <laughs> Before we get along any further, how about we describe Mr. Olsen here for the folks at home? Right. Well, the first word that comes to mind is terrifying. The Hodag is a green, woolly beast with the spiny back of a dinosaur with a spear-ended tail, the horned head of a bull, and the elongated teeth and lethal paws of a saber-toothed cat. And he's got red, glowing eyes. Oh, yeah, I can't forget the glowing red eyes. Throughout our journey so far, we've discovered a whole new truth behind the idiom, never judge a book by its cover. I'm telling you. So, let's get to know the kind fella behind such a horrific visage. Wow, uh, you really sang my praises there. Beastly, terrifying, horrific. Ah, shoot, we're sorry, Hodag. No, 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 I, I certainly am all those things. And it used to match my voracious attitude, but I've grown a lot since making my first appearance to the earliest lumberers up north. Well, while we're on that topic, how's about you tell us a little bit about your origins? Yeah, I mean, you're one of the most unique critters I've ever seen. What's that all about? Well, this may come as a shock to you, boy. Colonial settlers were not exactly kind to most tribes they met, or the slaves they hauled over, or the creatures who lived off this land. Yeah, I can't argue that. I am born a spirit of vengeance, risen from the ashes of cremated oxen, a physical manifestation of all the hardship and abuse the poor beasts of burdens endured by the ungrateful hands of their drivers. Yikes. Oh, so one might say you were the first Avenger. Uh, I haven't really seen those movies, but I respect the joke. And sure, you could say I was... uh, of the earliest Avengers, at least towards entitled settlers. Wowzers. So, okay, so you were first discovered in Rhinelander, is that correct? Uh, I think it would be more accurate to say that I first manifested in Rhinelander. The thing is, there was already a hodag before I arrived. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. There are two hodags. Actually, actually, yeah, yeah, uh, I think I know what you're talking about. Now, hold up. Oh, I got this book here, see? It's a reprint from a 1910 publication called Fearsome Tales of the Lumberwoods by William T. Cox and Coeur Dubois. That's definitely how that's pronounced, but the <laughs> Lumberwoods? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's a collection of creatures uh, based on the accounts of America's earliest lumbermen. Rhinelander was a 19th century lumber town, so it doesn't surprise me that a book written by lumbermen would mention me you did say I made the cut, right? Yeah, and no. So the Hodag is featured in Creatures of the Lumberwood, but I think it's the earlier incantation you just mentioned, and a possible clue to the origins of the name Hodag. So what's this book version of the Hodag like? It's still got fangs and spines and all those hideous, ghoulish features? Dude, I'm standing right here. Oh, God, shoot. I'm sorry. Well, to answer your question... Here's what the book says on the subject of the hodag. This animal has been variously described by woodsmen from Wisconsin and Minnesota. Or, or sorry, Minnesota. I do that right? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that was perfect. 
Opinions differ greatly as to the actual appearance of the beast, some claiming it to be the horns and spines and having a maniacal disposition. Eh, I guess like you. Oh, yeah. And the, descri- the description, which seems most authentic, been described as the following. Size about that of a rhinoceros and somewhat resembling the animal in general makeup. The creature was slow in motion, deliberate, and unlike rhinoceros, they were actually very intelligent. Their hairless body was mottled, striped, and checkered. That's like a straight-up heffal hump. Uh, in a striking manner. On the hodag's nose, instead of a horn, there is a large, spade-shaped bony growth with particular phalanges extended upwards in front of the eye so that they can only see straight up. This probably accounts for the deliberate disposition of the animal, which wanders through the spruce woods looking for suitable food. About the only living creature that the hodag can catch is the porcupine. Indeed, it would appear that the porcupine is its natural food. Upon sighting one rolled up in the branches of a spruce tree, the hodag begins to blink his eyes, blink, 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 lick his chops, and spade around the tree, cutting all the roots until the tree begins to totter. Then he backs up and with one rush rams his shovel nose into the roots and the tree goes over, knocking the breath out of the porcupine in the fall. Then the hodag straddles the tree, follows up to the top, and with its huge pointed hooves, crushes the helpless porcupine, and then deliberately swallows him head first. <laughs> Woo, okay, I don't, I don't know which one is more terrifying. Yeah, jeez. Well, this version is certainly less fearsome. It's somehow even more awkward than the one sitting here with us. Again, standing right here. But yeah, I, I remember... The creatures matching this description, only I didn't call them hodags back in the day. Ooh, what did you call them? Dinner. Oh, I mean, those guys were so slow and cumbersome that they were already on their last legs before I showed up. I mean, they can only look upwards to the specialized bone wedge on their face, which exists exclusively to knock down trees in hopes of trapping porcupine. (laughs) No wonder they're extinct. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they definitely got the short end of the evolutionary stick. However, this version of the hodag seems to have got its name from the bone tool on its head, which is essentially a hodad, which is a wedge-shaped tool used for tree planting. Wow, in this whole time, I just figured hodag was an anagram for, ah, God! Ah, God? You know, as in, ah, God, ah, God, we're all gonna die! (laughs) Actually, I don't sound so far-fetched. Well, the hodad maybe had been the inspiration for the rhino-like version of me, Hodag, at least according to Gene Shepard, is a combination of the words horse and dog. Where's the A come from? Oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. According to one source, you're also known as bovine spiritualis. Who actually calls you that? That is literally what I am. But literally no one calls me that. (laughs) And you said that you ate the former version of Hodags? Because uh, other sources tell us that you eat exclusively white bulldogs and those only on Sundays. Is this true? (laughs) I own a cheese curd food truck and dairy farm, for Christ's sake. Only eating white bulldogs on the Sabbath is even more specific than only porcupines. (laughs) We see how well that worked out for the original hodag. White bulldogs are probably tasty, though. Yeah, I mean, well, you might want to consider paying Georgia a visit then. Okay, so, Mr. Hodag Olson, while you might not be Bigfoot or Nessie, you are certainly a household name up north. What do you believe led to your enduring popularity? Uh, it owes a lot to Gene Shepard, proprietor of the once popular resort in Lumberman. It was Gene who not only claimed to have seen me, but provided photos of me back in 1893. 
Take a look. <laughs> Wowzers. You got a lot of friends there. Wowie, wow. <laughs> I bet this caused quite a stir, no? Oh, Wait, yeah. Hold up. That, oh, that guy's got a, his guns pointed straight at your butthole. <laughs> Did you see that guy? Oh, yeah. Uh, due, due to the overall lack of excitement in the pioneer town of Rylander, the press and public ate it up. I mean, uh, not to sh- shit upon your legend or nothing, but, but this picture here, I mean, it's got like a child laying down beside you for scale, and you look about the size of a pit bull. I mean, no offense, because pit bulls ain't nothing to take lightly, but I mean, this ain't nothing compared to the real you I'm looking at. Uh, no offense taken. Uh, the, the photo's obviously a hoax. I mean, I'm just standing there looking into space, surrounded by 20 or more huntsmen taking aim. And for those of you listening, we'll post this and other pictures mentioned on the episode in our Instagram at the Tailgate Podcast. So make sure to follow us there, because, oh boy, this picture sure is a doozy. Sure is. Uh, do you know how long photography took back then? Did people honestly <laughs> think a living hodag would just settle in and strike a pose in front of a rifle and pitchfork-wielding mob for a photo op? <laughs> so, all right, so... So you're calling old Gene Shepard a liar then? Ah, yeah, no, uh, it wouldn't be the first time you lied about the hodag or the last. He once claimed to have killed me with poison water and a stick of dynamite. Somebody call Tony Schiavone. What? Why? Because he hosts AEW's Wednesday Night Dynamite. Yeah, you know what, never mind. Yeah, you know I don't know what any of that means. Going back to what you were saying, what does poisoned water entail exactly? Ah, uh, just more lies from Shepard. It wasn't real poison, just lemon water. <clears throat> we hodag really hate lemons, don't you know? That I did not know. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> True story. Two lemons can turn an entire herd of hodag. Interesting. Well, what other lies did Gene Shepard spin? Uh, he later claimed that he caught me alive through a combination of bear wrestling and chloroform for setting up shop at the <laughs> Oneida County Fair where you could purchase sweet hodag merch and tickets to see a living, breathing hodag. <laughs> well, kind of you to cooperate and help old Shepard out like that. Ah, uh, comment. Obviously, I wasn't really there, but due to dim lighting, growling sounds, and moving components of the beast in question, the town folks bought it. Hmm. Well, hey, maybe he did have a real hodag then. There are more hodags than just you, right? Uh, there have been a number of us, yes, but uh, Charlatan had none of us on exhibition. In fact, uh, his plan to make money off this fabrication worked, but it worked too well. How can a plan work too well? News of his exhibition and biological discovery spread like the plague. People were literally throwing money at the guy from all over the United States. Everybody wanted a piece of the action, including zoologists from the Smithsonian Institute. Yikes, the Smithsonian got in on this? Woof, duh. I can't imagine they were impressed with Gene's little hoodwink. Nor the folks who made it rain. Sorry. Whoa. Nice. Nor the folks who made it rain on him, believing Gene's hodag was real. Yeah, Gene confessed that his hodag was little more than an articulated contraption of wire, wood, and ox pelts. Rain had officially fallen on his parade, and his exhibit closed down for good. Poetic justice, if you ask me. The hodag is a vengeful manifestation of abused oxen, and, in the end, it was the ox skins that got the last laugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, the hodag is a pretty regional cryptid, but you, hodag Olsen, ain't no stranger to pop culture, that right? I'm not sure it's fair to give me personally any credit for the use of my likeness, but uh, yes, the hodag has made appearances through many mediums, tall tales, 
television shows, comic books, you name it. Oh, yeah, I remember being told of the mighty Hodag playing the foil to Paul Bunyan in tall tales and novels like the 1932 The Saginaw Paul Bunyan by James Stevens. In that story, you fought a giant sauger fish to the death. Well, who won? Oh, they both died in that story. Whoa. Also, not a whole lot of Paul Bunyan in that Paul Bunyan tale. I think the appearance I'm most proud of is the cameo in the Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated episode, Hodag of Horror. Well, damn, you were in Scooby-Doo. Oh, you betcha. Uh, what I love about this episode is that it actually features Gene Shepard as Curios Wagoneer trying to pass a super fake Hodag is real. Much of the same as he did in real life. But then the Hodag comes to life. Oh, Ike, Ike, Scoob! Oh, God, I remember that episode. The true villain ends up being the owner of the cheese shop and his assistant. Of course, it would be the owner of a cheese shop in a Wisconsin episode. Yeah, no, the Hodag actually got a very generous nod by renowned author J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she is renowned now, ain't she? Ain't so sure she's renowned for the right reasons no more, but carry on. That's, uh. yeah, that's true. But the Hodag is actually mentioned in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. Uh, the fictional book within the Harry Potter series, the actual book based on the fictional book within the Harry Potter series, or the screenplay of the film based on the fictional book within the Harry Potter series. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the, that second one. They published a trio of books that are supposed to be the same ones mentioned in the Harry Potter series. The set includes Tales of Beetle the Bard, Quidditch True to Ages, and Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. Well, hold up. Got my copy of Fantastic Beasts right here. Let me see. Basilisk, Earl King. Oh, here we go. H. Uh, well, not sure where you got your info from, Cheesehead. I gotta call BS. This book here skips straight from Hippogriff to Horklump. There ain't no Hodag in here. Oh, right. Right, 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 right. Sorry, I forgot. You got a first edition, and that's why. It wasn't until later editions of the book that J.K. Rowling added to Hodag. I'm honored to be a part of the Harry Potter universe, but uh, can't help but wonder how a British author even heard of me. Right, me go back to Scooby Doo. <laughs> that was my best impression. I don't know. That's all I got. Oh, jinkies, bud. <laughs> Let me explain here. So, the Rhinelander Chamber of Commerce director, Maggie Steffen. Steven. <laughs> Maggie, reach out to us and let me know how to pronounce your name. Suspects that since Scooby-Doo and Harry Potter are both Warner Brothers properties, perhaps it was true disconnection that J.K. Rowling heard of your species and felt inspired to add it in later editions of her book. Well, my personal favorite appearance of the Hodag is in issue number 46 of the comic book, The Lumberjanes. I actually bought the first issue when the series first came out in 2014, and man, I can't recommend it enough. And they're Lumberjanes, which makes perfect sense for the Hodag of the Lumberwoods. So, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sweet segue. For sure. So, uh, we've talked about your legend and your influence on pop culture, but how's about you tell us a little bit about your hometown of Rhinelander, Wisconsin? Uh, as I mentioned, it began as a pioneer logging community called Pelican Rapids. The town was renamed in honor of a New Yorker. Ew. Why on earth would they do a thing like that? Frederick W. Rhinelander was president of the Milwaukee, Lakeshore, and Western Railroads, and that connected the town to the railroad system in 1882. Pretty big deal for them. Today it's a quaint little spot, has around 8,000 residents, give or take. 
From what I heard, Rhinelander, a town which once hunted and feared the mighty Hodag, has now completely embraced the monster. Celebrate you even. Yeah, tell me about it. I used to travel to Rhinelander for the Hodag Country Festival with my dad. Big names that played there at the Hodag. Reba McIntyre, Toby Keith, Kelly Pickler, Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw. Man, true story. I actually met Toby Keith while working at Disney World back in the day. <laughs> I met Kelly Pickler too at the Orlando Best Buy. Yeah, well, I met Dolly Parton. You serious? Well, I saw Dolly Parton. You know what? That's close enough. On top of the music festival, the Hodag is also the official mascot of Rhinelander, even as a giant fiberglass sculpture of me parked in front of the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> High praise. Don't you know it? I'm also the face of Rhinelander High School and the Rhinelander Ice Arena where my eyes flash red and my mouth spews mist. Whoa, man, that's cool as hell. Man, my, my high school mascot was a horse. Yeah, and my high school mascot was the Norse. I didn't go to high school. Oh. Anyway, love chatting with you boys and hope the interview met your expectations. But the real reason I'm here is to give Cheesehead a taste of home. So enough <gasps> chat. Let's go to my food truck and eat some cheese curds. Holy five, yes! Well, dinner bell's rung, so thank y'all for joining us here at the tailgate. For any questions, corrections, or stories of your own, shoot us an email at thetailgatepodcast at gmail.com and follow us at Instagram at thetailgatepodcast for photos, cast info, updates, and more. Be sure to tune in every two weeks for our next interview and listen to our dashboard chats, which is our mini-episodes recorded in the weeks in between. Till next time. Yeah, we see ya. See you later, tailgaters. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Hodag Olsen is played by Jacob the Carpetbagger. You can travel with Jacob through his YouTube channel, The Carpetbagger, and check out him on Patreon and Etsy for cool shirts, enamel pins, postcards, and more. Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on YouTube as well, on the channel So Can You, and on Instagram at Aaron Unabridged. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song is performed by Matt Jones. This episode was written and edited by Harrison Foreman. 